ultimately, spiritual formation comes down to three words, and they're obviously up here, so you know them. But it comes down to our body, our soul, and our spirit. Um, spiritual formation is something that we do uh, and we take part of as we accept Jesus into our life. As we say, you know what, God's way is actually better than our way, and we are going to, uh, to give him everything. And so before we get into kind of the text and all of that stuff, before we get into any of that, um, do you guys have any passions or any hobbies? Yeah. 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 Somebody's like, no, I don't have anything. A lot of times, a lot of times when you're really passionate about something, whether it's a hobby, whether it's a project, whether it's something to, uh, to do, a lot of times we, we look at it and we throw our whole selves into it, right? Um, who here plays a sport? Right? You love playing sports, right? You throw your whole self into that sport, right? Um, you know, who, who is play, who is a, who's ever been a part of like a, 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 you know, focus or a project or something like that? Where it's like, man, I'm going to focus in on this. Like it's after school club that you like really love, that kind of stuff. We have, we have different things that we, we put and we say, you know what, I'm really passionate about that. And as we get, as we grow, it's like, okay, I'm going to put my focus on, on that. And then you start to notice that everything gets kind of devoted towards it, right? Um, I, 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 it's crazy to me to think, uh, and it's so cool that we have things like, you know, Raws, the open mic nights and all that stuff. It's so cool. Because I have now been making music for 10 years, which is crazy. I know, I'm really old. I started... I started, I started when I was 15, um, but what was so cool about it was I took, I just dove headfirst into it because I, I took all of my money from Christmas, all of the money from, uh, from my birthdays, and I basically just bought music equipment. I bought microphones, I bought, um, you know, instruments, I bought uh, all sorts of cabling and all this stuff. Like, I even have, like, one of those shields that makes sure that none of the sound, like, is affected by your microphone and you kind of, like, look like you're stepping into a box. Like, it's kind of weird. But uh, it's really cool. Like, I just, I've spent so much and devoted so much of my time, my resources, my energy into music. I, I, I even buy things that like don't necessarily have a, a monetary value as far as like things you get, but it's like services. Like I pay people to mix my music or to produce my beats or what, you know, you just pay people for their services. See, everything that I had when I was 15 and, and really still now today, I love making music. Everything that I had went to music. But when you begin to give everything to something, whatever it is, it starts to change you. And it changes you even either for the better, you, you become more proficient at whatever you're doing, you, you find a hobby that's really healthy, or you dive headfirst into something that maybe isn't the most healthy. And then you find yourself into all of these issues and problems, and you're like, okay, where did I go wrong? What did I do? And so I was thinking about this as I was thinking about our body, soul, and spirit. What would it look like if we gave everything we are and everything we had to God? What would that look like if we were able to actually give him everything? And how would that change us? I think it would change us for the better. And actually, it's not just me. There's a, a few scriptures that I want to read. The first one is, is in Romans chapter 12. Um, but, but before I read it, 
We're going to read out of Romans. We're going to read out of 2 Corinthians, just a couple passages, very light on Scripture tonight, which I know sometimes I get overboard with, with that. So uh, I appreciate you guys. Um, but in Romans and 2 Corinthians, who wrote these letters? Anybody know? Paul. Yeah. Paul wrote these letters. And he wrote them to the church of Rome and Corinth. Get it? Ah, Romans, Corinthians. Ah, yeah. See how this stuff works? It's pretty cool. And so Paul basically is talking to each of the churches separately, but he kind of hits on the same issues, especially in Corinthians and Romans. They kind of talk about a lot of the same themes, a lot of the same uh, issues. And one of these things that he talks about, he spends uh, a, a large portion of Romans and, and a significant portions in Corinthians um, talking about this, is this thing of transformation. Everybody say transformation. Now, does anybody want to give me a definition of what that is? Changing, right? Exactly. But it's a little more than just like changing temporarily. It is like transforming completely, like changing everything and looking like something brand new. And transformation is one of these easy, like it's one of these words that can easily get so convoluted. And so like, I don't know what this means, but I'm just going to say it because it sounds cool, right? Like if you're, who, who, who's ever prayed and you use words that you don't know because you've heard other people say it and you're like, well, it must be good. So I'm just going to say this. Is it, I'm not the only one. Come on now. Uh, it happens. And it can be one of these Christianese words that we understand as Christians, but maybe not everybody else understands. But it's so key in how we're supposed to live now that we've accepted Christ. Or, or if you're looking at uh, accepting Christ, maybe you're not there yet. You know, this is something that is super, super key to it. So I want to read in Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. This is what it says. Therefore... I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice. Everybody say living sacrifice. Holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. And then if you go along into 2 Corinthians chapter 5, this is what it says. It says, so from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. Though we once regarded Christ in this way, we do so no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new Creation has come, the old has gone, and the new is here. Let's go ahead and let's pray just as we receive before we get into unpacking some of this stuff. Lord, I thank you for your word. I thank you that it is good. It is true. Lord, I, I thank you that, that it still is active, living, breathing. It, it speaks to us in, in our context. Even though, even though the scriptures weren't written to us, they were written for us. And we just, we are so um, thankful that it still speaks, it still holds relevancy. And Lord, that, that it still is able to be our guide. It, it, is, it is the very voice that you ha have given us in, in these times where, where everything is so crazy. But we can come back to your word because it's a firm foundation that we can stand on. Lord, I pray that you would just speak uh, through me over this time. I pray that we would be able to unpack this thing together. I pray that you would speak through me whatever it is that you need to speak. Lord, and I pray that each student would be able to receive exactly what it is that they need to receive tonight. In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen. amen. 
So there's a, a few things to unpack in this as far as the body, soul, and spirit. And um, I think the first thing that we have to know in, in this thing of transformation, living transformed, is that we have to devote our bodies. This is the first thing. We devote our bodies. And what does that look like? Because uh, on the surface, to be completely honest, it sounds really weird, right? I devote my body to Jesus. I devote my body to God. Okay, that sounds like really awkward, okay? Like, did you consent? Like, I, I don't know. You know, like, let's be real. Like, <laughs> it's, just, it's just the truth, right? It sounds awkward. But it's, it's, it's super important because really what devoting our bodies mean is worship, physical, tangible worship. And, and it's devoting our bodies in the sense of saying, hey, we're not going to have worship be an internal thing or purely an internal thing. Because if you're like me um, and you sing songs in your head and you worship in your head and you're like going crazy in your heart, but maybe on the surface like you're typing or you're listening to your, your teacher or whatever. You're like zoned out, but it's worship, so it's okay. You know, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but, um, but anyway, we express it by our physical bodies. And, and, and Worship and devoting our bodies doesn't sound like the most, like, yay, I get to do this. Like, especially if you're insecure about how you worship or about what other people think about you worshiping. It's really hard to devote your bodies fully to, to the Lord and allow it to be transformed when you're, you're so self-conscious about things. And, and I'm, not, I'm not just talking about, like, physically, but I'm, I'm also talking spiritually, Hey, have you guys ever been in worship and you're like, I don't want to raise my hand because like nobody else is. I'm like, I just don't know. Like, is it going to be weird? Is somebody going to look at me? And they're going to stop the music and they go, why are you doing that? You know, like you just think like it's the end of the world. But even if it's not the most comfortable thing to do, it's still what is kind of required out of us. If we say we want to give Jesus everything. If we say, God, whatever you want to do in my life, you can do it. But if we don't actually take that stand to physically show that we're willing to step out, I don't think that we can ever spiritually move that way either. And so it's really, really important. It's not simply doing more for God, right? We talked about this with this work-rest balance over the last few weeks. It's not that we do more um, th th for God, but it's basically a lifestyle that we choose to live and lead that puts Jesus, that puts God at the foreground of everything that we do. This is how we devote our bodies to him. You see, Paul says this really weird thing. Your bodies are a living sacrifice. And you're like, I don't think I like that very much. <laughs> but he says it's a living sacrifice. And what that means is, it, is that we don't do what we want to do all of the time. That if God actually says, hey, I want you to go do this thing or I want you to go show this person this, this thing through like, like actually moving, actually stepping out, that we are not so prideful that we say, okay, yeah, um, you know, I'm not going to do that. So it's something that we, we need to know because here's the thing. Worship inside the church on a Sunday or a Wednesday night is super, super easy if you want it to be. Some of you, it's still a struggle, and I get that, and I understand that. But if you want it to be, you're not going to look weird. You're not going to look crazy if you raise your hands or if you jump or if you go crazy. You're not going to look weird. But if you begin to worship God 24-7, 
even outside of the context of a Sunday or a Wednesday, you might look a little crazy. I'm just going to be honest. might look a little weird. But, but it's okay because you're saying, you know what, I don't care about what it is in the moment. I'm going to make this sacrifice, and I'm going to worship God no matter where or what is in front of me. You see, Paul also says that Christians aren't supposed to conform to the world. We'll kind of talk about that a little later as well. But our bodies are a heavy part of that nonconformity. It's so important that we, that we honor God and we worship God through our bodies. I'm not going to get weird tonight. Don't worry. I, I promise I'm not going to have that talk, okay, or anything like that. But, like, listen, it, we, we're supposed to live by a certain standard and worship God with how we physically act and how we, how we physically move throughout our time here on earth. We must view our bodies as, and this is so important, we have to view it as the most tangible instrument that we have to bring people to God. Now, does that mean that how you act physically is the most important thing? No, because if that's the case, then all you're going to do is walk around just physically showing, oh, look at how much better I am. It's not the most important thing, but it can be the most important thing. What do I mean by that? Well, not everybody is going to be able to get to sit and talk to you to hear your heart on every single issue that you have or that every single issue that, that, that faces our country or our nation or our community. You know, not everybody is going to be able to hear your opinion on the latest truth that people are coming out with. Not everybody is going to get to hear your opinion or your heart on how you view these things. Not everybody is going to be able to know you. Bless you. Third time's a charm. Let's go. Uh, that's awesome. Um, not everybody is going to be able to, to hear your heart on those issues. Not everybody is going to be close enough to you. It's going to be a, a close enough friend or, or, or family member or whatever to be able to know everything that God is calling you to. Not all of your callings, and this is a whole other message, but not all of your callings are meant to be shared with everybody. There are some things that, that God is saying to you or speaking to you that needs to be held down. That's another message for another time. But anyway, th there are certain things that people won't get to know. But everyone, regardless of how well you know them or how much you want them in your life, everyone will see how you act. So that's what I say when I say our bodies can be the most important thing. It's not all the time and it's not the focus, but it can be because everyone will be able to see what you're doing or how you're acting, how you're behaving. It's the best expression without saying anything. Some of these other ways that we communicate are, are, are important and, and, and more important than, than how you physically are, but not everybody's gonna get a chance to see that. And so our physical bodies can be the most important thing. I think of this, uh, if anybody in here uh, loves sports like I do, I, I love, love sports, man. Uh, football, basketball, baseball, water polo, uh, table tennis, all the good stuff. You know, I'm joking. I'm joking. I can't tell you a water polo team or a table tennis player unless it's the Olympics. Um, anyway, <laughs> but, uh, but I think about how athletes, if you watch games, they will put their entire body on the line so that they can get one more point, so they can get one more basket, so they can go and get one more possession, that they can do anything just one more time. Hey, if we can just win this one game, if we can just get this one series over with, if we can advance to the next one. Like, they put their entire bodies on the line. Um, one of my favorite players of all time is, is Kobe Bryant. I love Kobe, man. 
I love watching. I, I love watching his highlights. Like he's incredible, and it's kind of crazy now that you know he's passed and everything. Like how good he actually was. Like it's insane. But one of the things that sticks with me is the mentality. It's a whole thing, a mama mentality, right? Like the mentality that he had to put his body through whatever it was to be able to finish things. And he actually, uh, one time, I can't remember if it was his last game uh, or, or, or it was definitely on the tail end of his career, but he actually tore his Achilles. And if you've ever done that or know what that injury is, it's not fun. And it hurts. And it's crazy. And actually, in the game of basketball, people do not come back from this injury. Like, like you are not the same player. Kobe wasn't even the same player after this. And, and I can't remember if he tore it a second time or if it was the first time that he did it. I, I, I'm not that much of a history buff or anything. But I do remember this. He tore his Achilles on a foul. And he was like, okay, his coach is like, all right, let's sub him out. Let's get somebody else in there. And he said, no, 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 I'm going to shoot my shots. With a torn Achilles, this dude walked to the free throw line, put enough pressure to be able to plant his feet, and shot both of his free throws before he was subbed out. If that's not putting your body through crazy amounts of pain and turmoil to be able to get just one more basket, be able to get one more point, I don't know what is. It's crazy. And so if we can watch athletes do every single thing that they can to, to put their bodies through all sorts of pain and craziness so that they can win one more game or do, you know, get one more possession or, or whatever, then why are we not doing the same to honor God that way and bring him glory? I'm not saying go tear your Achilles worshiping or anything like that. But, <laughs> but, I, am saying, but I am saying if we're willing to put our bodies on the line for much less, then why aren't we doing that when it comes to honoring God and worshiping him and bringing him the glory that, that he deserves? The second thing is this, and it's actually the, 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 the thing that people quote the most out of this scripture or one of the biggest things that people do, uh, and that is this. We have to renew our minds. So we talked about our body, and, 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 and I thought about maybe calling it, you know, uh, like body, mind, spirit, or soul or whatever. But, like, I really do think that, that our mentality, our heart, our, our mind, the way that we think is so important. And it's important enough to Paul that he actually says you need to renew your mind, continually renew your mind. And it's important because of the world, and we're finding this out just every single day, but the world was built and is built on a system that is evil and corrupt those are kind of the big things. All right, we get that. But even the, the smaller things. You see, the world's wisdom and everything is all reliant on humans. They get all of their knowledge, all of their wisdom from humanity. And, and when you do that, you're obviously going to lend yourself to craziness because I don't know if you knew this, uh, humans are not the best on our own. You know what I mean? We're not like, I love you just automatically. No, it's like, I want to rip your throat out, especially if you pull out in front of me, like, in, a, in, a, in the road. Um, drivers know this, like, don't do that, because that would be crazy. You know what I mean? Like, I have to question my salvation every now and then, like, or you get somebody who's, like, driving 25 and a 45, and you're like, oh, Jesus, oh, I love it. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, I get on. We're falling is what I'm saying. And we have a way of thinking that is different than how the world sees things. We're citizens of the kingdom. 
This isn't our home here. This isn't all that we have. We have more to look forward to. And so we have to renew our minds because if we do that, worldly, worldly wisdom and, 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 and knowledge that people possess is eventually going to lead you astray. Eventually, somewhere down the line, it might not happen immediately and it might not be a big thing to start off, but eventually it's going to start leading you astray and moving you off the path. But if you can stay true to what God is saying, uh, if we allow for our minds to be changed according to the word of God, then we're going to be able to stand firm in our faith and stand firm in the truth that is his word. Our plans, our values, our behaviors, they start to, to be directed according to God's eternal truth. The, the truth that is the truth, like capital T, rather than the ever-changing truths of the world, and it seems to change by the month. Like, let's be real. This is this, and oh, no, you can't do that anymore, and now we got this, and no, no, no that's not, that. it's always changing because it's always recalculating. The renewal of our minds is necessary, going back to this thing of nonconformity, it's necessary in order that, so that we don't conform to the patterns and the directions of people who are lost. And I'm not saying that people who are lost are evil or bad. We pray for them and we love them and we want them here 100%. But if your, guiding, if your guidance comes from people who are lost and don't know Jesus, eventually you are going to go down a path that is away from Jesus. That's just logic common sense. I'm not saying people are evil. I'm not, I'm not saying that, 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 that the people are, are, are bad or out to get you. Some might be. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> that was weird. Uh, anyway, but, but we have to be, we have to be in this process of renewing our minds. So if we honor God with our bodies, if we honor God with our bodies, but we don't renew our minds, then what happens, and this is why I say the body is not the most important thing, because if you don't renew your mind as you begin to, to, to start acting in worship and, and, and honoring God, if you don't renew your mind, then your actions are not going to be actually backed up by what you believe. Your actions are not going to be backed up by what you believe, and all you're going to become is a... Sunday, Wednesday, church sitting, Christian, and this is as much as it goes. And eventually, later on down the line even, you're going to start to become what's called legalistic. You're going to start looking at things. Legalism is this thing that, that we uh, attribute to people who sit and they kind of play church. They know all the rules. They know all the scriptures. They know everything there, but they actually don't really have the heart that Jesus wants them to have. They start judging people because, like, there are people who would judge me because I have long hair. I just preached my granddad's funeral. There were a lot of old people who were like, he's a pastor? What, what denomination are you? Like, it was like, really, it was a thing. And so if you, don't let you, if you don't renew your mind, then your actions are not going to be backed up. And all you're going to be is legalistic because you're just walking out what everybody else is doing and trying to figure that out. So it's important that we renew our minds. One of the... One of the most convicting things that happened to me was uh, I was hanging out with my dad and my brother, and we were just all hanging out, cracking jokes. You know, they're smoking cigars because that's what they like. It smells good, but it's not like, no, no thank you. Anyway, so like they're just kind of hanging out. And 
they're cracking jokes, and I'm kind of joining in, and all of a sudden, after a couple minutes, they kind of stop. Like, What's up, guys? Like, we're just hanging out. And they're like, wait, wait, wait. Like, we know that, like, we're making jokes, but, like, aren't you a Christian? Like, what do you mean? Well, yeah, like, our jokes are funny to us, and we're, like, all hanging out, but, like, you say you're different, right? I'm like, mm, okay, well, time to go hang out with my mom. Like, you know what I mean? Like, because <laughs> I just got embarrassed. Um, and they weren't, they weren't trying to embarrass me, and they don't, and they don't live terrible lives. But it, it was very convicting because my actions weren't, weren't backing up what I was saying because I didn't renew my mind. I had a pastor friend of mine talk about how he was convicted because he didn't change the jokes or the things that he was saying or thought about after a long time being a Christian. It's like, it just hit me all of a sudden. I'm still cracking the same jokes of when I was on the street selling drugs. I'm cracking the same jokes. I have the same thoughts about like how I'm mad at people as I was when I was, you know, on the streets and doing crazy stuff. Like, Nothing really changed. And then once he surrendered that and gave it, man, what's so cool about that is as we renew our minds, we begin to follow Jesus in, 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 a, in, a, in a new, fresh way. And really the renewal of your mind is really just saying, hey, whatever you want to change in me, whatever you need to change in me, I'm game. I'm down for it. And so it is so, so, so important that we Allow him to, to renew our minds. The last thing is this. We talked about our body. We talked about kind of our, our, our spirit. I want to talk about our, our soul for a minute. Uh, worship team, you, you don't have to come up quite just yet. But see, we connect, uh, we connect our, our soul. We, we, we connect our soul. And really, ultimately, you know, just trying to make it easy if you're taking notes. But really, ultimately, it's our, our soul finds a connection. It's really what happens. We don't connect our souls. We can't do that. But what happens is as we begin to shift and, and, and move our hearts towards the Lord, as we begin to walk it out physically, as we begin to renew our minds, our soul begins to grow connected to what it is that God wants to do in us and through us. You see, the, I don't know if you guys knew this. Um, we're a little different than, like, the rest of, like, creation. Right? Apparently, some people don't, okay? Um, so, <laughs> the reason that humanity is set apart from everything else in the world, contrary to what everybody else would believe, the reason is because we were given souls. When, when God created Adam and Eve, we were actually given souls, a spirit that can perceive, that can desire, and that can seek out God. No other creation has this innate ability to, like, to, to, to be like, man, there's got to be more than this. There's got to be, you know, we're the only ones who have this soul. And so if we have a renewed mind and we have a devoted physical body, our soul begins to grow connected to the very character and nature of the Lord. And we begin to know him deeper. We begin to seek him out and we begin to, 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 to grow in our relationship. We're restored and we're transformed back into the original purpose of our creation. And our original purpose, the reason why humanity was created, was to glorify and honor God. This was our creation. This was why we exist. 
and our soul finds this connection as we begin to move our, our physical bodies and renew our minds, our soul begins to, to find that filling of that, that thing that like, man, there's just something more. Have you guys ever been in a spot, uh, maybe, I'm not saying like you, you doubt God, but have you ever been like, man, there's got to be more than like this. There's got to be more. There has to be. And that, and that is, is that innate special part of our humanity and our creation that makes us different. Is that we have a soul. Psalm 62 verse, uh, verse 1 says, Truly my soul finds rest in God, and my salvation comes from him. You see, we find everything we need in the Lord when we allow for our soul to rest in him. Everything we need comes from that. Our soul begins to connect to the heart of God when we begin to devote our bodies and renew our minds. So if our soul can stay connected to him, then we know that we will always be close enough to hear him as he wants to change us and move us closer. Because here's the thing, if you only have your physical body that you're, you're just doing the motions and all that stuff, you might be too far away from God in that moment to be able to hear him as he says, hey, I need you to change. If you only renew your mind, but you actually never physically back that up, then you might be so far away or, or far enough away from God that when he says, hey, I need you to actually change, I need you to do this, you might be far away that you can't hear that. But when you have everything kind of stepping in sync, your soul is connected, you'll start to hear that still small whisper that says, hey, I need you to do this. I need you to change this. Conviction can either be something that you run from because you, it, it, it gives every connotation of like, of like being disapproved or unloved. Or you can actually lean into it because of the love of the Father. You can actually say, okay, maybe I do need to change in this area. Maybe I do need to hear it. But if your soul isn't connected to God in that way, you might miss out on some of those still small things that he has. And that's where people talk about this, and this is where I'll kind of close off. People talk about good, pleasing, and perfect will of God. A lot of people think of that as a level. You have the good, you have the pleasing, and then you have the perfect. And if you mess up a little bit or you mess up a lot, maybe you can still find the good. And if you mess up a little bit, maybe you can find this. But then really there's this thing of like perfect will, right? But really these three words, the good, pleasing, and perfect will, are all one thing that's wrapped up together. If you can renew your minds, if you can devote your bodies, if you can connect your soul and find that connection and strive to keep it, whoop, strive to keep it, then what's going to happen is you're going to be able to experience this transformation. You're going to be able to have this thing, body, soul, and spirit, because we're called to be transformed in all of these areas. So if we don't, if our lives don't look different because of our experience with Christ, if nothing really has changed, we might need to ask ourselves if we're truly changed at all. That's just honest. We might need to ask ourselves the question, okay, if nothing has really changed about the way that I'm living or about the way that I'm thinking, then maybe, maybe how much change is really actually going on? Here's the cool thing about that. I don't say that to say, oh my gosh, look at how much you messed up. Look at how much you, you, you screwed things up. Like, it's over. The cool thing about it 
is that if our bodies are not devoted, our minds are not renewed, and our soul doesn't seem to connect, it's not too late. It's not too late. The cool thing about the gospel is that there's always an invitation to start that process now. And the cool thing about that is you never make it. Transformation is not something of like, okay, uh, last step of the transformation, and boom, I'm a butterfly, everything's great. It's not how it goes. We're constantly being transformed and renewed. We're constantly finding this thing, God, how can you change me? How can you shape me? Because there will always, always, always be things to uncover about God. There's always things to uncover about his, his nature and about his spirit. And so we can, can find those things, and it's not too late to start. Nobody's arrived at the process of transformation and been like, okay, I'm done now. Nobody. And Jesus wasn't even transformed because he was just God from the beginning. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so, so it's never too late to, to start that process. And so tonight with every head bowed and every eye closed, if you would just be honest and say, you know what? Like there are some things with, maybe, maybe physically I haven't honored God the way that I should. Maybe my mind isn't changed. My soul just doesn't seem like it's connected. If you are finding any sort of these speed bumps in this, man, it's not too, too late. You're not too far gone. It's not like anybody is looking at you and going, oh, no, they're not messed up. They're really messed up. There's never too late to, to begin this process because we're all going through it. And so tonight, if you would say, hey, man, there are things um, either, either physically that, that I'm not honoring God with, Maybe there's things mentally in my, in my mind that, that I'm not doing, or just simply my soul just can't find that connection point. If that's, if that's you, if you've ever been in that spot where you're just like, I'm just experiencing some stuff, would you just please raise your hand? Say, man, I, I, I got this thing and, and I need to, to connect back in. Start this process and let God change me. Absolutely, that's amazing. We're all on this journey, even if you didn't raise your hand, and we're all on this thing. And so, Lord, I pray uh, right now that you would just, um, you would allow this word to, to speak um, and to, to move us to action, to, to allow us to sense those, those places where, uh, where we need to change or where we need to let you have control. And so, Lord, I pray that right now um, you would take away any sort of condemnation, any sort of a feeling of, like, not being loved or, or, or accepted. Lord, I pray that you would just take all of that away. But I also pray that you would come in and you would softly speak to these things that need to change. And we would be obedient to do it. Because this process of, of, of transformation, of, of, of allowing you to to come in and begin to change us and shape us into the new creations that we are called to be. Lord, I pray that you would just, you would just allow us um, to, to be obedient in this and, and we would move according to what it is that you would say. And Lord, I pray that you would draw us closer to you. I pray that as we seek you out, you would just continue to draw closer, that you would be able to, that you would be able to, uh, to just speak to those things that, that we need to change. 
we would begin to start this process or, or continue it if, if, if we're there. Lord, I thank you for your word. I thank you that it is good. I thank you that it is true. Lord, I pray that you would just um, be over the rest of our time together, that we would be able to just respond accordingly. And I pray that you would speak during this time, that you would unveil the things that, that you are wanting to say to us, the things that you are calling us into. And Lord, I pray that we would just be able to respond accordingly. In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen.